0: Yo 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 yo! What's up? What's up? Good morning. Good morning. GMG. Yeah. Friday, January fifth, twenty twenty four. Four four four. Twenty twenty four, baby. Woo! Wow! Already one week into this new year. It's officially been one year since I had my last drink. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, um, <laughs> obviously just kidding here. Uh, all right, that didn't land with my boys. Uh, <laughs> but I think Obi was too, was too distracted by, by Gemini being in the audience right now. Uh, you know, we got some requests for you, uh, Gemini intern. We got some requests for you, uh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was just
1: going through all my shit coins and be like okay, which, which one's which <laughs> one's <laughs> <translated> to <this? laughs>
0: which, which one what, what are we what are we shilling Gemini uh today on the show? I'm uh, <laughs> no, just kidding, of course. That is definitely not what we're here to do today. It is a beautiful day to have a beautiful day today. You know, I love my Friday because I love my Shabbat candles. You know, it is negative 20 degrees outside in Montreal, Canada, where I'm tuning in from, but it is warm and cozy inside. Let me tell you that I got my co-host in the house. OSF Mando, how are you guys doing today? Good. How you doing? I'm vibing. I'm very excited. I, I'm very excited. Uh I can feel it. You know, I can feel it coming. You know what I mean? Like it's it's about to happen. You know, I, I'm I, I'm feeling it in my bones, you know, like it's uh it's like I would go as far as saying as my 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 balls tingling. Uh, I think you used to tweet that out often, OV. You used to say something like that, right? Balls yeah. tingling. Didn't you used to like tweet that out very often before the market would rip in 2021 that was like your thing uh so i you know i'm old enough to remember that but uh but look it, it looks like we're getting closer every day right look there's only four business days there's only four business days left until we get to we go to 12k so
2: <laughs> um, <four> bu- <laughs> just one one week straight down
0: one week one week one week
2: straight down
0: okay and then one week back up to all time high Right? Anyways, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're going to front run the topics today. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Mando, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Market's not so great today, but uh, but we're doing good.
0: We just sit it out. We, we just sit on our hands. I made a promise to Ovi. I'm going to try and fulfill that promise. Um, And uh, we just, we just sit, we just sit on our hands and we let the market happen. That's all we're going to do today. But I can definitely feel it. Like it's one of those mornings where like, I'm just like, you know, that, that scene in Wolf of Wall Street more during like that restaurant.
2: Mm-hmm. 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 Come on, Obi. Mm-hmm. 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 Come on. Obi. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like.
1: Uh, I don't like early. Early. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this is manifestation.
1: This is. Manifestation. is man- Come on, Obi!
0: Obi. I'm not stopping until you do it.
1: I'm. I'm. I'm too superstitious. Obi! I just like to go about my day and hope. Mm, quietly <laughs> hope something happens.
2: <laughs> but at least we got crypto slam in the
0: audience, <clears throat> going like the fist in the air. So you know they're doing it behind the screens. I want to see everybody's fist in the air. Everybody in the audience, I want to see fist emojis. Today could be a, a big day. Uh, in w- worst case, it's going to be Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, but the ETFs are definitely uh, coming soon. With that, let's talk about today's topics. So today on the show, today, today, market report updates and moves as usual. Let's see what is going on in the world of crypto. seems like everybody's just flat waiting on the ETF announcement and see when that's going to happen. Speaking of ETF announcement, we are super, super, super excited uh, to uh, host Eric Bakunas today, who is going to be joining us uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so in 22 minutes, uh, Senior ETF Analyst at Bloomberg in for the last 24 years. So we're talking to like, I mean, that was Ovi that, that told me that, but we're like talking to the ETF dawn here. We're talking to the father of ETF analysts. And I'm so excited uh, for this show. Uh, we cold DM'd him on the show on Wednesday, uh, like really live on air. And, uh, and it happened. So so shout out to Eric Bakunas for um, accepting to come on a Degenerate uh, FOMO hour show. We're just going to be super fun and talk to all the crypto bros and sisters in the audience. So that's going to be a good one. So be on 11. We have a bunch of questions ready for him. Should be a really good uh, topic. Quick NFT check in. Uh, what's happening in the world of NFTs? We saw Logan Paul's buyback, uh, Crypto Zoo program that obviously made a lot of noise. Uh, we saw uh, Jack Butcher. We mentioned yesterday. Is he going to do it? Is he not going to do it? Right after the show, boom, announced that the single check holders are going to be able to claim an ordinal uh, up to 250. And then uh Lost Robbie sale, 150 it's like, who doesn't like a nice, you know, slab of ham for four hundred thousand dollars? I mean, come on. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then, of course, we'll be joined by uh, by by Eric, and we'll be going uh, into a really good conversation around all things um, ETFs for everyone. As usual, this show is powered by. Ledger, so make sure you follow at more on all platforms. F O M O H O U R. And by the way, we are live on X, video, and YouTube. rugby is YouTube, and on here. Shout to 300 people that are already on here, video with us. We love y'all. Let's get this party started.
2: Who is the man, Daddy of the land? Can you take it? Yeah, GM everyone. um I think it's, it's, it's probably right to say, just to give it a little bit of a macro view. It hasn't been a great start to the year, like across the board. Um, bond stocks have all gone down quite a lot. Um, definitely not been not been a very strong period. It's, I think stocks are going to have their... Um, actually, it's the first losing week in like 10 weeks, but it's definitely not been good. And also the bond market's definitely sold off Uh US 10-year went back back above top, uh, 4% briefly. Part of that is just a little bit of an unwinding in, in sentiment around when the Fed is going to drop rates. Um, people are increasingly thinking that's going to be pushed out slightly further. So we're now in this sort of backdrop of macro assets not trading as well. Crypto um, today, again, didn't really have that great a day. What you've seen is a rise in Bitcoin dominance, really. Like, Kind of since the start of the year, Bitcoin dominance has started to, to edge back higher. And then today it felt like that that really came to the forefront. Bitcoin is still hanging out kind of where it was yesterday. So 43.7 when we were doing the show, it was around this sort of level as well. It briefly went up to 45, I think, um, and then kind of went all the way down to like 42.5 in a wick as well. So a little bit of, um, I don't know, changing sentiment around the ETF. It, it's It's still difficult for me, and I think this is something that over even tweeted earlier to work out what is priced in and what isn't. It feels like within crypto circles, everyone assumes this is 100% going to happen. And yet all the public polls I see seem to indicate that, that broader sentiment has is kind of unaware that this is happening or, or I don't know doesn't believe it's going to happen. So I saw today something like only 38% of traditional finance investment advisors think that the ETF is going to happen. Um, All like the Twitter polls I see seem to put very high numbers on the fact that it won't happen. So this, I don't know, like I feel as though that's if this gets approved, maybe there will be a bit of a buying just because it's being discounted. Um, You've definitely seen a reduction in in risk appetite across the board. the funding rates have all come well they've stayed low the premium on bitcoin particularly across various different exchanges um and for uh, for the futures spot premium has, has gone down to basically zero so it's um it's it's a cleaner environment there from a risk taking perspective i would be surprised if we saw any big sell the news event here just because of how much that's come down but it could it could still happen um but yeah alts are, alts and and Yeah, anything that's not Bitcoin have have definitely come down. Um, You saw some of the 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 really um, talked about stuff recently. So, like, say was all the way up at eighty-seven cents, and now it's back at like seventy-two. Solana's obviously back down at ninety-eight. It was at one hundred six, one hundred seven yesterday, and obviously peaked at like one hundred twenty something. And then ETH is all the way all the way back down to 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 basically just just north of twenty-two hundred. So that kind of Puts you in an environment of of how things are are feeling. It's just a little bit soggy out there. A lot of different narratives are are taking a breather. Whether it's meme coins or L1s, even the, yeah, paralyzed para, paralyzed L2 or paral, parallelized. parallel
0: um, parallelized, right?
2: Yeah, paralyzed uh, L2s. Um, the only the only stuff that I think has has stayed relatively strong is is Tia, which is the um, which is the the Celestia the, the, the data operability scaling solution um, which is kind of hit towards its all-time high and then Arbitrum is seeing just huge volumes going through its DeFi ecosystem that again touched I think too it's hanging in around that level it's it definitely fe- feels stronger than some of the others so that's still just shy of two and there's a lot of talk about the eth- ecosystem let's say various different plays whether it's liquid taking derivatives or what's going to happen with re-staking with layer or EigenLayer, whatever you want to call it. Um, and yeah, some of, the, L, yeah, of, the, of the, the other L2s, which are seeing um, huge volume. So I would say, yeah, ETH ecosystem feels strong. Other than that, everything's taking a breather slash is, is looking pretty precarious to me.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it feels like, I know we're talking to in a minute, so I don't want to go over it now. So we don't like lose time on that, but like, Uh, It seems like everyone's just waiting, right? Like, it seems like everyone's just waiting for it to happen. Uh, From what I've seen, you know, I obviously follow a ton of people in the space, and the consensus amongst, like, all these, like, traders and whatnot is, like, just, like, everybody's out of leverage. Everybody's waiting uh, to see what's going to happen. I saw this tweet from from Andrew Kang, uh, I I believe yesterday. Yes, uh, well, at midnight. Yeah, so yesterday, saying that he believes... Downside risk is muted uh, to roughly 10% around ETF launch, uh, while upside risk is sidelined in 100% over the next 12 months. Uh, marked by PTSD from CME futures launch uh, and Coinbase IPO, crypto-native traders are cautiously positioned with funding flat and BTC, ETH, OI, uh, open interest at annual lows. With 500 700 million dollars of committed seed funding that needs direct that that needs to directly buy Bitcoin after approval, uh, and the biggest sales marketing campaign we'll ever see. There's no need to be fancy here. So I think this is like a good. Sort of like, re- like TLDR of like uh, the situation, which obviously seems like the rest of the coins are just you know waiting on big pop of Bitcoin uh, to, <laughs> to make a move. You know, it's kind of like your move now, right? Um, whatever, whatever Bitcoin decides seems like the rest of the market uh, will uh, follow. Here, also uh, regarding what you were talking about, um, Mando on the Ethereum l two narrative here. Um uh there was a headline that I picked up from your minutes. Uh Ethereum Lead to total value locked, TVL hits 21 billion dollars, which is a new all-time high. Um which is which is quite impressive when it comes uh when it comes to Ethereum and its uh, ecosystem. So there's a lot uh waiting to uh to uh to happen mm-hmm. on uh on this uh front. And the other news that we had on the on the token side, on the coin side was Celsius, also Ethereum news here. Uh, to unstake uh, $466 million, million uh, Ethereum holdings and uh, to ensure ample uh, liquidity, in their words, uh, for, um, for, uh, for creditors. So obviously, you know, we're still waiting for, for the Celsius uh, repayments and also, um, and also for, um, for, you know, obviously still waiting on the FTX stuff. But we got not so great news, I think, last week that they were repaying people based on the price of Bitcoin, ETH, and Solana. From when they crashed which was 16k that was the yeah, that was the that's the plan right uh which kind of sucks uh but what else what what can we do uh, at this point so that's really like the big headlines um ovi did we not get a figure were we not waiting on a certain figure that you were mentioning or
1: yeah we have payrolls today um which actually came in high payrolls came in at like two hundred fifteen thousand, i think versus consensus of 177 so that's a pretty big beat again what does that mean it means um uh there's less pressure for the fed to cut interest rates because it shows that the economy is still strong um it shows that maybe inflation could still be a problem like the cause of that um was definitely um uh wage inflation it's kind of weird actually interest rates like spiked a lot higher when that number came out They've actually now yeah. rallied back. Like ten year went was that like four point oh eight percent. Now it's like um three point nine six percent. So that's been like a five to ten basis point whipsaw in ten year yields. I don't know what's happened in between when I checked the number and now because interest rates are actually rallying now. You'd expect the other interest rates are rallying and stocks are up. <laughs> you would have expected the the opposite. So maybe it's positioning. I don't back. know. Maybe
2: bloomberg ran a story yesterday which was that some guy put on like one of the biggest short bond trades ever in the option market going into payrolls Uh, so i think i think there was a lot of just like um there was a a lot of like shorting i think ahead of it so maybe it's a bit of positioning that that number i think is unequivocally bad for bonds um so yeah i I think it's more presenting. you know exactly
1: you know exactly what happened there it, number came out yeah. the guy just gunned it all up it was like <laughs> one, <"Yeah." laughs> <Here we
2: go>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one lad's like i'm calling it here everyone's like and, and then he gets the sales <laughs> guys like oh yeah like been chatting to blackrock and they're like really bearish interest rates like where are you now He like oh it's wider it's wider he's like is that 2 ways? like yeah it's like yours <laughs> yeah, <of
0: course. laughs> oh my god That's, it's uh... definitely trading
2: right there but yeah <laughs>
0: Dude, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting. I mean, you guys are talking about 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 TradFi and all that. There's also another headline that I that I that we picked up on, uh, Mando, which is March banking crisis rerun risks, 40% uh Bitcoin price crash uh per mm. Arthur Hayes. So Arthur is yeah. pretty much claiming here that Bitcoin dipping twenty percent would be healthy, but up to forty percent is possible depending on liquidity condition, uh, per the former BitMEX CEO. What do you guys think here?
2: So he's he's saying as of March. So he says he thinks this is the guy calling for one million dollar Bitcoin. Or I think it was one hundred K, definitely definitely hundred K plus. So he's not bearish Yahtzee, on Bitcoin, baby. Yahtzee.
0: He's,
2: <laughs> he's mega bullish, um, and he's he's just specifically mentioned March because of that's after the uh, the halving, um, and also after obviously the ETFs. So he's mentioned that he's always had this view for a long, long time. That it, I guess his view is more like. Um, some of the other Bitcoiners view that you know the, the world is heading to a banking crisis, sovereign crisis, X, Y, Z. Uh, remember, he was always talking about Yellen last year, and and um, just like the collapse of the banking system, particularly around this time last year, when when you saw like SVB and all those all those Silicon um, Valley banks start to go down, like First Republic. So he, um, his view is that that is still going to be the case. Now, is that is that still the case? Banking stocks have bounce back slightly, but the balance sheets still look pretty precarious to me. Deposits have, have, have been rapidly leaving um, banks, particularly small banks in the US. So there is still always an outside chance that, um, that you see a banking crisis. The, the big difference between now and this time last year is that rates are a lot tighter, uh, sorry, a lot lower. What does that mean? It means that like, the un- we always were talking about unrealized losses on bank balance sheets. Just by the nature of the fact that that interest rates have come lower, some of those losses have have started to to be less aggressive. So um, I don't know if I see a world where where we go to a banking crisis. you kind of need higher rates, like much higher rates to really stop seeing stress, I think, or serious stress again in the, in the banking system. And remember the Fed has got that already got that huge, huge um, facility where people are borrowing hundreds of millions um, in liquidity to, to help deal with that already. So, I don't know. I don't, like, do I think, do I think there's going to be a banking crisis by March? I'm a, I'm a seller of that view.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I remember, I wouldn't be surprised if we get some, like, major dip at some point on all crypto markets that we did in 21. Like, we literally got that and it was, remember, Bitcoin literally dropped, like, 50%. After running, yeah. I think it was in April, and then same for Ethereum had a, it's a, like a like a collapse. Like I remember even like the the major like uh, media mainstream media like calling for the death of Ethereum and NFTs. Like it was April, and then we had the biggest summer ever with like a four billion dollar uh month <laughs> volume on NFTs alone. Uh, on the back of those uh, articles, like that was wild. I'll I'll never forget. I wouldn't be surprised to get something similar here. There was something else um that I wanted to bring up. Uh, here is we got another ETF commercial this time from hashtags, and you know, I love playing my ETF commercials on the show, so I just got that's the third one. It was two from Bitwise with the most interesting man in the world. We just got another one right before the show, uh, so may as well play it, uh, because it's, it's this is just a teaser of what's gonna come all year long in 2024. What the home of the Whopper is offering
3: cash or credit. I think it's pretty bad if you have to use a credit card when you go to a fast-food restaurant. Mm. Hey. All your this is
0: good. This is great. Cash or credit. So for those of you listening on on audio, and you can find us on video on on, on X, we've already posted the broadcast already, so it's on the page. But um, it's also pinned to the top of this Twitter space. But, you know, this is this was hashtags and they were preparing that video famous video that went viral back then which is of people Burger King adopting credit card uh payments and people not believing in credit cards and uh, saying that it's just never gonna happen and that cash is king so it's uh, I think these are great I, I love I love seeing these ads um and and I'm just gonna keep on playing them but hey if uh if Blackrock or bitwise or hashtags or all the other uh issuers are, are listening you know feel free to hit us up uh, you know, let's work, but 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 on that, I think this is really exciting, and we are yeah, back to what Ru Kang was saying. About to see a massive um, marketing campaign around uh, all things uh, ETFs. I'm gonna keep the ETF uh, chatterer for in five minutes because we do have Eric uh, coming on uh, any moment now. So let's let's do a quick little NFT roundup. Uh, here uh, across the board. So the major news yesterday, when it comes to NFTs, was really just like the Logan Paul stuff that you've seen all over, uh, all over the timeline. Uh, which is, you know, there was the Project Crypto Zoo uh, that dropped last year. Um, there was, you know, nothing came out of it. Uh, and then, um, you know, uh, Coffeezilla made a video, multiple videos, I believe, in multiple parts, talking about that back and forth with Logan Paul, blah blah blah. And point being. Uh, yesterday, we got the announcement from Logan in a long thread, actually, long tweet format, explaining what happened, saying that Logan Paul launches uh, a CryptoZoo NFT buyback um, and then files a, uh, a countersuit as a legal battle rages on, per Kate Irwin of GG, uh, Branch of the Crypt. Uh, so uh, the famous YouTuber and influencer alleges two of his CryptoZoo co-creators engaged in nefarious trading activity. So there is a backpack program. So the reason why we're mentioning it on the show today is that if you bought those NFTs back then, um, you can get your money back, so don't don't sleep on that. Um, no matter how much you spent, like there's an opportunity for you to get, uh, to be made somewhat whole here. So, um, I guess we'd love to see that. Obviously, we'd love to see more buybacks like that. So, hey, if does that start a trend, maybe? I don't know, but uh, we'll see. I don't know if you guys have much more to add on that, but that's pretty much it. Like that's really the top yeah. of the headline. There's nothing really else to add on that. Other NFT headline here. Um, per Tyler, did it. Uh, here. Uh it looks like Jack Butcher's ordinals announcement is starting to have an impact. So um there, you know, you can get a, build a single check using a bunch of other checks in the Jack Butcher ecosystem. Um actually I remember just a few weeks ago there was a single check sale for as low as twelve ETH um or 12 or 15 someone was uh was liquidating uh some nfts but now i believe that you can get um you know per jack Butcher's announcement owners of single checks will be a ab- uh, the only ones in- eligible for ordinals checks and they're going to be a maximum of 250 so uh again like the 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 ordinals i don't want to call it like height but uh ordinals because it uh, maybe it has a negative connotation so that's not how i mean it but like the ordinals like you know Volume, energy, hype, whatever, like seems to you know continue and to keep on keeping on. Also with Node Monkeys, just continuing to see a lot of sales in the mid uh in the mid to um mid to top of the end range. Uh, I was looking at the gold ones, like these were selling like crazy aliens uh and whatnot um as well. So something that you love to see uh on that front. Let me just go DGEN's finance, Bitcoin. There you go. Uh, So you have, uh, they're at 0.25 BTC. I believe they topped out uh, at twenty. It was the Puppets, right?
2: It was the Puppets puppets. everyone was trading. (laughs)
0: That's crazy. So that's another mint that went completely wrong and that then just like came back. It seems like the new meta, by the way, bullish failed mint. Like I think <laughs> it's like whenever every whenever a mint breaks up and everything goes to shit, it seems like everything rallies because that's what happened with note monkeys like note monkeys was born and molded and fud right very early on, there was a bunch of like fud and crazy stuff on a timeline, and then this happened um obviously don't have any here but love to see like everybody have fun with it I think it's Deez mostly that's just been like having a ton of fun on his timeline with these monkeys claiming that he just can't stop buying them uh because of how they um because of how they look and he's been I mean Deez has really been like covering a lot of the known monkey sales and whatnot so if you're interested in that I know he's been uh he's been enjoying that a lot and he's been talking about those monkeys saying I haven't seen a collection make me laugh this hard maybe ever. If these go to zero, I will look at them with the same dumb h- and hysterical look on my face as I did tonight when I bought them. So, <laughs> so these are, uh, that's what happens. That's why, while we're talking Bitcoin ETFs, there's probably a bunch of people that are not even familiar with our show right now are probably asking, like, what the hell is going on right now? Well, that's also what's happening on Bitcoin. Uh, these are Bitcoin ordinals. Uh the script- make money. <laughs> <We're> make making- <laughs>
2: money in the new world, you know?
0: exactly exactly this is you know our ancestors fought in normandy and then for 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 us to be trading these monkeys on uh, on uh, <laughs> from the comfort uh, of uh, of our home and us i don't mean me uh, i mean you know the market Those the puppets, participants Those are the puppets they're not the monkeys the pup- right the puppets, sorry, the puppets sorry sorry i mean they're monkeys right but they're puppets but yeah they're like monster puppets. But yeah, Anyways, Stop. So it's just it just cracks me up, dude. Um obviously be careful with media and stuff. Like we started to happen on Ethereum, doesn't mean it's not going to happen on Bitcoin, but hey, uh if you're going to have fun, have fun. I ain't going to be no boomer on here telling people not to do their thing uh on the show that uh, that uh is uh for sure. And besides this on the NFT front, uh we got two ringer sales, right? Um it seems like there's one very large collector uh, that has been it's the mm. co-founder of wealth temple actually i didn't even know that's kind of chad um and uh, it's really really big in canada um it's like one of the only online. the actually. ham
2: traded right the ham traded and, what the slab of ham traded for 450 grand
0: yeah exactly so you have you have the ringer selling for 75 ether pop and then you have a slab of ham uh selling a lost robbie do you guys have a do you guys have a robbie
1: we have a lost robbie yeah,
0: yeah. I knew you yeah. I swear to God you guys have everything it's crazy. Uh, but anyways, so Lost Robbie sold for 150 ether. I believe that was Beanies, by the way. Um, so that one sold for 150 really? ether. Is yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Beanies. I think these was talking about this, but we can just go check the chain for ourselves um, and see whose it was. Um, come on, there we go. Uh, it looks like was it? Uh, maybe not. No, it's Jeremy. It 4- okay, stay? no. No, it is Big an Enjoyer. I'm pretty sure uh, it's not it's not Beanie. But um, this sold yeah yesterday. It was acquired for uh, 80 ETH, 177k uh, on April 3rd, 2021. So it's uh, it's right. not a bad trade. Two years, 100% return. You know, not bad on in dollar terms. Not 100% return on 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 in that terms. But anyways, that's about it on the NFT front. I'm going to hard pivot here and go to our special guest um, of today, Eric Balcunas, senior ETF analyst at Bloomberg, who was kind enough to to respond quickly and come on the show uh, in the middle of a of a pretty crazy timeline. So, Eric Balkunas, good morning, welcome. How are you doing today?
3: Good. Can you guys hear me?
0: Yes, sir. We hear you.
3: All right. All How- right. You. Uh, good. I'm in our Wilmington, Delaware office. So, um, greetings from Wilmington, and. Um, <laughs> Where are you guys based? Looks like all over.
0: Montreal over all here, right. so we're not far out. Mando is in Lisboa, so in the beautiful sun of Portugal. And Ovi here is in London. In London, yeah.
3: Oh, nice. All really great places. Anyway, um, yeah, no, it's, this is actually the calm before the storm. There's not really a ton going on, but any minute. Oh.
1: <laughs> what, what do you think, Eric? Do you think we're going to get it today or do you think we're going to get it next week?
3: Well, I have a note coming out. I just bashed this note out, um, basically saying that pretty much we you know, approval imminent. Probably we see 19 befores come in in their final form later today, if not Monday, when the approval order is shortly after. But what we've been hearing is that the SEC has been working with the issuers on their 19 before. Basically, they're going back and forth on drafts. So that's why we've seen... S ones get updated, but the 19B4s have been um, the edits have gone right to the SEC. They haven't been refiled. So when we see those refiled, we'll know that SEC has signed off on them as being final. And to me, that's almost that's like one inch yard line because then it's just a matter of getting that formal approval from the SEC. So um, it sounds like the SEC just gave them comments yesterday on their final. So it just doesn't matter how fast they can turn this around and how many people are working um and it's a bit of a frenzied situation i'm sure so i would guess if you know if i had to ballpark it approval order comes monday for 19 b 4s maybe tuesday that is ipso facto the sec saying we've approved them so even though the s ones aren't approved if they approve the 19 b 4 they're not going to yeah. n- deny the s ones the s ones though is a different team and they're a slightly slower pace right now so i think those could be approved thursday friday and then maybe we see the launch in the week after MLK holiday weekend, the Tuesday or Wednesday after that would seem like a likely scenario. So imminent approval, 10 days later, the Derby begins. Wow. That's the, I would say that's a high odds on that.
0: Wow. The only so- outside
3: chance of something going wrong is A, if they just can't get everything, all the T's and I's dotted, um, you know, and they might ask for a couple more days. That could involve ARC, you know, withdrawing. I don't know. There could be some scenario of, like, give us another week. Um, that's one. The other is this sort of, like, black swan event where, like, the, the president says to Elizabeth Warren, this can't happen, and the, somehow there's some <laughs> divine stop. intervention, divine being the president, and they basically somehow it's, you know, that, that that's very 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 slim odds because you'd think that would have already happened if if they were working on this for months they would have been notifying everybody what we're doing and they would have already done this so this 11th hour presidential intervention theory um i can't say it's a zero chance but um those would be that's those are the two reasons we're not like a hundred percent yeah i just think
1: so this yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Michael.
2: I was just going to ask, so like you, um, and I've I've seen your your posts on 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 X. You're you're believing that it, it will go live very soon after this is approved, because a lot of other people are, are like unsure about that or like when it will actually happen. Your your view, this this is these are ready to go as soon as this gets approved.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, it's nineteen before it gets approved. Then there's the S one. When the S one gets approved. Those documents, quote-unquote, go effective, and when an ETF goes effective at the prospectus, uh, the the launch every single time is 24 to 48 hours after. So it would be odd if it didn't follow that. So I'm looking for a day or two after the S1s are effective. When will the S1s be effective? That's the question, and we're looking at maybe the end of next week. That puts us into the following week for launch.
0: That is Um,
3: yeah it's, i mean uh, like i said this is just my this is my read on it now um you know i'm working with the information i have but that seems to be the most likely scenario
1: it's it's so refreshing to actually hear an educated opinion on this i'm sure you from the time you spent on crypto Twitter, there's <laughs> there's all sorts of garbage out there and
3: well you know um also <laughs> keep in mind um well you know back in the day James and I were a a bit of, you know, there was a couple of us, Nate, Dracy as well. I think we were a little alone in having this optimism. So we had to defend it. Now you've got a lot of good reporting from legitimate mainstream media sources that have their own independent sourcing. And that has corroborated what I'm telling you. So I Mm -hmm. feel, you know, even extra confident because now we've got many people with their nose in this and finding the same Mm -hmm. information.
1: Yeah, I saw That's the comments crazy. from from Eleanor from Fox, and then the TechCrunch. Yeah, she's probably as well.
3: she, she's mostly the one I'm thinking of. Reuters, although they put a story out saying that it would be done yeah, a few days ago. Um, two days ago. That was wrong. I don't know who would tell them that and why. Um, not sources. sure. Every yeah, sources. every now and then you have to vet your sources because they have their own motives. Um, but yeah. maybe somebody was just getting excited. I don't know. Um, but yeah. that was not true.
0: Seems like a lot of people dropped the gun uh, on both ways. Whether it's our, yeah. uh, our, our, it's my personal sore nemesis now, Eric uh, Marcus, uh, or, uh, <laughs> or, uh, or, uh, or, uh, or Coin a few months ago, uh, which was, which was quite an interesting. Uh, yeah. To- yep, we have a question ready for you here. It's a, uh, we saw this thread yesterday from Bitwise. You know, saying yeah. that, uh, saying that, uh, that about uh, in a surprising development, only thirty nine percent of advisors believe that a spot Bitcoin ETF will be approved uh, in twenty twenty four. While you guys at Bloomberg have had that number at ninety percent in twenty twenty four, like for, yeah. for the longest time, would you, would you, would you think that the, uh, would you, what would, you, what do you think about the price of Bitcoin being priced in here?
3: Yeah, that tells me that advisors are not on Twitter. A lot of them. Again, a lot of these advisors, you know, they have a, a nice life. They go golfing. They are looking for new clients. They're um, reading Morningstar. Um, you know, they're not on heavily online people, so they wouldn't have caught us on Twitter. And they probably don't have a Bloomberg terminal. Mostly institutions and asset managers have terminals, so they could easily have missed us. Now we have a podcast, but on my podcast, we don't talk about this that often. Maybe once every couple months. So. It's possible they missed all this until now. Now it's in Fox Business, right? So now they're probably getting wind of it. So I would just guess that's more of a function of them not like being like tuned in. Um, But that also, I think, tells you about why there is a potential here for these big asset managers launching these ETFs is because that advisor market, which has $30 trillion. um, And again, most of it is people over 60, their advisors wear khakis, go golfing. it's not a world that the crypto people are familiar with. Um, so I have to explain to them that it's a lot of the big money in the United States operates that way. Those people, some of them and some of their advisors tr- will be interested in this simply because they totally trust the ETF format. They use ETFs for everything. Advisors, if you take all ETF assets, there's $8 trillion. Advisors are about 70% of that number. They love ETFs. They do, because about 10, 20 years ago, the way advisors got paid changed. It used to be they get a kickback from the mutual fund, but a lot of them switched to getting a percentage of the client assets. So if you're an advisor and you're managing like a rich boomer's assets and you're getting 1% or 75 basis points of their assets, all of a sudden you're on the lookout for costs and for the best deal. Because now it's coming out of your money. Well, that made ETFs real popular because they're a great deal. And so over the years, advisors have become very um, uh, used to and and, um, big users of ETFs. So just having that in their preferred format almost like legitimizes this asset class in a way, especially with the BlackRock and Fidelity involved. So this is a big deal. And I think that survey just tells you that you guys, in one way, crypto is is a frontier. But for you guys, that is a whole nother. That's a frontier that has not been. Those two worlds are really far apart. I would say the ETF is a long bridge uh, between those those two worlds, uh, which is again why it's so interesting and fascinating, uh, and why we cover it so much. It's um, just you know, yeah. There's so many like subplots and, and uh, a lot at stake. That said, it might not. They might not all allocate on day one, and they won't. Yeah. This will be a long journey.
0: Love that. We what love golf you, here. We love ETFs. Go on, Mando.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you guys big <laughs> golfers? We,
0: Ovi nah, and I talk about mini golf. So I, I
3: like mini golf. I, I do chip and putt <laughs> mini golf sometimes. Okay.
0: Well, we'll take you all. We'll, Ovi and I will take uh, Eric and Mando out on the course one day, sure. and, and we'll go. We'll go around. Mando, did you wanna? Did you wanna touch
2: on that? Awesome. Yeah, I love how you described them as. Now it's on Fox Business. They'll, they'll know it. They'll know it's out. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, wanted to, I wanted to say, but how big? How big? do you see the ETF um, market being here? Like there's a lot of different estimates based on like what happened with gold, what happened with different industries that opened up the ETFs. What would be a good year you think in terms of AUM for these ETFs after, after like the first, let's say
3: year or first two years. Yeah. Okay. We're talking XGBTC's 20 billion. Yes. Okay. So XGBTC, fresh new assets. Um, I'd say if if you're looking for, a solid new year for any new category. I mean, a couple billion would be a solid new year, but given, I, I'd be a little more optimistic than that. I'd be like maybe 10 billion in year one. And then I think, oh, but are, it's a it's hard, the short term is harder to predict here. Medium term, we do see this um, maybe in the ballpark of 30 to 50 over three years. And then maybe it settles to where gold is at about a hundred billion over five, 10 years. That's 1% of ETF huge. assets though. So, but a hundred billion for you guys is massive. To the ETF and regular yeah. TradFi world, it's a, it's a penny. Yeah. So it depends on where you're coming from. Um, if we look at the Canadian and European markets, they have spot ETFs, and you extrapolate their size of their market to the US, that gives you, if you use Canada, you get to 72 billion here. If you use Europe, you get to about, I think it was 40 billion. So we're kind of splitting the difference. So again, huh. And we're looking at gold so our triangulation of where we get to 70 to 100 is bought because of these other markets and gold we're not just making the number up um that said i would give i would give uh, some openness for, for you know up and down and especially short term i think what we found in the biddo case when biddo launched that launched into a mania it was full fomo I mean, everybody's, you know, mothers and aunts and uncles were asking about this, right? So you can consider like a bunch of minnows, like a million minnows in a lake, hungry as hell. And Bitto launched and threw their their bait right into that. And it was like a billion dollars trading. I think a lot of those minnows are gone. I think FTX scared some. And I think some went to Coinbase and other exchanges. That said, the bigger fish is are in the lake which is what these ETFs are going for and the big fish if you've ever been fishing they don't they don't bite right away they're they are harder to please they usually sniff around the bait you don't get them right off the bat like you do the small fish so I would look for uh that kind of a metaphor like when these bites come they should be bigger and more substantial but I don't yeah. see a crazy um feeding frenzy on day one simply because the retail investor I think Many of them don't have that FOMO that they did in twenty twenty one. They might get it later. I don't know, but I don't feel it uh, in my own personal world. Uh, nor do we see it much in the um, in the sort of
2: That's what I was going to ask. Volume numbers. It's, it's, how much? How much would of it will be passive versus active? Like, how much will people really even realize Bitcoin's being added to their portfolios versus it's going to have to be actually actively saying, "Hey, I want to add this to my to my I don't know four hundred one k or my pension."
3: Um, you mean how many will be actively – when you say passive, yeah, like, what well, do you mean by passive, though, in this case? I mean, like,
2: will BlackRock – do you think BlackRock Fidelity, State Street, all these all these big – they'll just start adding it as a standard standard allocation to some of their bigger yeah, – th-
3: Yeah, I see. Products. Okay. So, yeah, this is where I think I'm more optimistic, because BlackRock has these model portfolios, and they have well over $100 billion. So if they put even 1% – into yep. this new ETF as an allocation that's a billion dollars. So um, BlackRock uses IAU in its own models. That's the gold ETF they have. So um, if BlackRock were to get bullish on this, and we've seen Larry Fink talk about it, I could see them be, this being used in their models. There's also, um, Fidelity has army of advisors. So if their advisors have a client who's asking, they now have an in-store brand they can use. And because they have an historic brand where the advisors start pitching it, maybe, because you have to understand, one of the reasons all these issuers have such a motivation to sell these is that these are going to charge more than the, the average stock and bond ETF, which has been whittled down to nothing by Vanguard. So we call this a Vanguard-free zone or a VFZ. It's like a, a town with a bunch of – there's no Walmart there. So if, if you're selling something without Walmart, it's much easier, isn't it? So yeah. Vanguard not going there, and they're not going to go there uh is very appetizing to these issuers so even if the low mark is 39 basis points which is fidelity that seems cheap arcs 80. i mean right now you can get a whole 60 40 portfolio of stocks and bonds for three so 39 is over 10 11 times and that's the cheapest one right you see what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. if you're looking at a bunch of products that you're in the asset management business you're definitely motivated maybe to sell the ones that have more revenue potential so that is an underrated point here. That said, over the years, I do think there'll be a fee war, and we could end up with um, you know sub twenty ten basis point Bitcoin ETS, But that won't that that'll play out over a while. It won't happen on day one. Although Invesco's is already waiving their fee for the first six months, but I wouldn't count that as like that's interesting and worth noting. But their fee is fifty nine basis points. Fidelity is thirty nine. I would call that, that this like the real low water mark. We could see. Not all of them have put their fees out yet, but we could see one at you know below that for sure. So, but over the years, what what might happen is that somebody's losing a little mojo; they might cut their fee. We've seen this happen in the stock and bond area. So, you know, five ten years from now, what you're going to look at, even two years from now, is you're going to have a really cheap, very liquid. You know, liquid meaning when you trade it, it's only one basis point. You know, so that makes Coinbase's commissions look like highway robbery. And the annual expense ratio is let's say twenty. Um, that is going to be very compelling versus any other option, especially because yeah. it's got the sort of SEC regulatory stamp of approval, and some of these big brand names that are trusted on there. So that's where I think, but it, to get that liquidity and to get you know trading for four or five hundred million dollars of shares a day, it will take a little while. You you got a volume in particular. You can't like somebody could put a billion dollars in their ETF on day one, but that doesn't really mean organic volume. Volume ha- is has to grow natural in the wild. You can't fake it. So whichever one or two get this really high organic volume, they're going to be set for life, and they're they're that's going to be where a lot of the institutions start going. That's why this race is so intense. You really can only have one or two big winners. There'll be a middle class, and there'll be one or two losers. Um, that's how this will play out. But there's only really, We've seen it time and time again. There's really usually only one giant liquidity stud. Then there's one big one that has a lot of assets. that's cheaper, but doesn't have quite the liquidity as the first one. And then there's a huge drop off to like three to seven or like middle class. And then usually like the ones below that are struggling to stay alive.
1: Do you guys have, um, you know, the focus has been purely on, on Bitcoin ETF and that situation is, is hopefully coming to a head in the, in the next few days, if not today. Um, have you guys done any work or do you have any early views on whether the spot ETH ETF has any uh, likelihood of being approved? And, and what would you say are the key differences between the Bitcoin ETF and the ETH ETF?
3: I mean, not a lot. We're we're pretty optimistic on the ETH because simply because um, if the SEC approved Bitcoin futures and then they got sued and said you can't deny spot because you approve futures and so then they said okay we'll have to approve spot yeah then they approve ether futures well ipso facto you have to approve ether spot or you're going to get sued again for the same exact reason yeah um so we're well over 50 percent that we'll see ether spot by may yeah uh, i may. won't say we're 90 yet because we need first of all we're just our heads aren't there right now but yeah i mean that's I, uh, it would be odd. I don't know what they would use. We'll have to look into it a little more. But James and I were both like talking. Should we give a percentage? I'm like, no, just going to confuse people because we let's just stick to Bitcoin, get over this, and then, you know, later this month we'll probably start looking over there. But uh, at, yeah. at, if you want me to ballpark it, I'd say seventy percent.
1: Yeah. And do you have any opinion on? Um, I mean, this might be more of a crypto question, but I don't know. Like, obviously there's obviously there there is a lot of macro traditional macro fund investment in crypto. Are you? Do you guys have any view or any idea if there are any? Investment mandates out there that maybe get activated if this, you know, once this um, this Bitcoin ETF gets approved. Like I know some people are able to play it anyway, but you know, some ma- mandates may require. I don't think a mandate will say we you need a Bitcoin ETF to do this, but like it may start activating funds from that standpoint. That that can't yeah speculate at this stage if that makes sense.
3: It's possible. I mean, I think when you look at the institutional world, advisors. It, it's interesting. This is a really interesting point. Advisors. Really don't care about alternatives. Well, they're going to see this as hot sauce, something to sort of spice up the portfolio, and cure possible FOMO, and to add value. Oh hey, I got you the new Bitcoin ETF. I I can I can get the new gadgets for you. That's how they'll see it. Institutions, they they're going to look at this more as an all like is you know the way Larry Fink is like. It, should this be put where instead of gold? Should we have a sleeve for um, the digital assets? should um you know institutions love the yale model too which is all about alts and private equity and hedge funds and real estate so yeah that could appeal to them the institutions though i will say they are only going to use the one that's really liquid So that's why another reason if you are the liquid one then you start to get the big big fish biting now i'm not talking about the sizable fish earlier in the pond i'm talking about like giant fish like if you look at GLD, um, you know which is the biggest gold ETF. Some of the holders in here are like, you know, Harvard, um, you know, a, a pension plan from Michigan. A lot of hedge funds own GLD. SPY is owned by just about every kind of institution out there, and they use them for different reasons. Like, they may use it um, to complete a portfolio. Um, they may use it as a liquidity sleeve, real quick, before they actually allocate it to maybe some kind of a direct crypto investment. I don't know, but a very highly liquid um, way to get beta to Bitcoin will be used by institutions. Um, you know, not heavily. The one, uh, there is one thing that I think uh, also the crypto world misses about investing in general. Like, do you got? I know a lot of people have like a hundred percent of their portfolio in this thing. Normal people are not like that, and I I don't think this will ever uh, eat into the sixty forty. What you have to understand, and and I um, I would recommend reading my last book called The Bogle Effect. Stocks are basic are companies. Companies are made up of people who get up and work every day hard and create value and innovate. That gets passed on in the forms of earnings, growth, and dividends. That's cash sent back to you as an investor. There is nothing like that in Bitcoin. A bond, you get a coupon payment. So those two things are how they say your money works for you, and you you will never you will never overturn that. That said, a small allocation on top of that, again, a little hot sauce bucket, 10%. People have, so I see 60-40 still dominating the core with a little sliver, 10% for other things. Maybe it's Arc, maybe it's Tesla call options, a Robinhood account, Bitcoin. That's where you're going to fit for most normal people. Um, this guy. I, yeah, I'm we sorry. You're talking to people. We normal people. I know. That's what I'm saying. You're
0: talking to people that have 58% <laughs> of their like portfolio and like Solana and they're, like for a big one. Like yeah, they you know <laughs> normal yeah, people are getting into Bitcoin TFs. I got my livelihood on Solana right now, so I say
3: <laughs> yeah. But I would limit your your visions. Of course. To a small sliver of the portfolio. Yeah. Institution, yeah. advisor, or otherwise. I know I, I know it's it's hard to hear, but the, you know, other things, these oil other oil. things give you money. Yes. Your thing is just based on what someone else will pay for it. Of course. We, uh, M- Mando and I... am not saying Mando it's bad, I, it's just <laughs> reality.
1: Mando and I, actually, we spent 10 years working in traditional finance. We were a pile Okay. Uh, credit traders so we actually just jumped to the dark side to, to, to go full crypto but <laughs> did you my abandon, one counter like,
3: into- like did you throw away all your 60 40 yeah
1: completely 100 percent. yeah wow. i, I sold all, all we, my all stocks said. about two years ago and the only stock i owned um until recently was coinbase so <laughs> which isn't really
0: i reckon a lot of of the normal people may do that once they start when we when, once we get to them you know all you have to have is a taste of bitcoin eric and then you want it all.
3: <laughs> we'll get you Look, too. Uh, we'll get you too, Eric. Yeah. We'll, get
0: you. <laughs> we'll get you we'll get you. That was the first part.
3: <laughs> no, I, I spent three years um, basically doing research on Jack Bogle and Vanguard. I've been too, uh, I've been too full of the um, Bogle DNA to ever get away from that. That said, I am a fan of the hot sauce bucket. I think you need stuff in there to get you excited, uh, scratch your FOMO itches, um, cure your fo- cure your FOMO, um, and and a little speculation, and that hot sauce bucket sometimes keeps you. It you know, it scratches your itch enough that you can wait for the sixty forty to grow over forty years and compound because compounding returns is where the magic happens. So I'm a I'm a fan of that, and that's where I think that's how I view this asset class, and I think most. Normal, maybe we traditional investors would agree. Yeah,
1: I think my only my only counter to that is I think what you said is true of Bitcoin, but I think in other ecosystems they are you know foundations that actively hire people that create a lot of jobs that then go out there and put a a lot of value and and create tech. Technological what do you, you mean, like so, in a
3: miner, like a company that does? No, no, mining? but like, you
1: know, so, something like um, you know, some something like Solana or other ecosystems where they've you've hired or Ethereum, they've hired tons of developers across the world, and they're building a decentralized network that is used by many applications and entities, and that creates jobs, it creates value, and it's not the same as a stock in and in 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 that way, but there are, I think there are similarities that don't exist with bitcoin but exist with maybe perhaps other tokens within crypto
3: yeah I, that's a fair point I, I i just don't think it reaches that level of what you get with like uh you know a big a big large cap stock that has like 30,000 employees
1: yeah yeah right. yeah absolutely
0: I like that. This is a great conversation. And I hope a lot of people learn from it. I mean, Eric, look, I know you stayed a little bit over time with us today and, and we're 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 coming in close to, to eleven thirty. I guess like last question for you. I mean, I know James uh you know keeps you know emphasizing his like eighth to tenth, you know, dates uh for that. What what are you uh what do you uh what do you um what are you thinking here uh with regards to the? I'm
3: with James. James and I agree on almost we're almost like sharing the same brain at this point. There's one or two things we differ on. But the dates and the timeline were on the same page. So the 8th to 10th, I would just say, you know, again, the next thing to watch is the first 19 before that is filed, refiled. That should be in final form. And if it is, that means the SEC signed off. As far as everything I'm hearing, they're doing back and forth with the issuers to get the 19 before is final. So if they, if the SEC has said, yes, we think your 19 before is final and you see it filed, that's. That's a real, that puts us to the one inch yard line. Then you just, at that point, you're waiting for the formality of the SEC approval, um, which again, probably next week. But then there's again, this S1, which is a different document. And so that's the steps I would watch over the next uh, several days. James and I are completely in concert with this. We we, um, we have different sources, some the same, but some different, and we triangulate and compare notes all the time. And that's, that's the over, lapping information I just gave you everybody sort of that's sort of what the chatter is that's
0: really cool and no concerns about the fact that Gary Gensler seems to be quite anti- crypto and I mean he's the most hated man on crypto Twitter but you know no worries about Gary Gensler trying to pull some shenanigans last minute
3: like I said um, I it, it, it would be it wouldn't just be a rug pull on the asset managers who spend all the time and money true and remember a lot of these asset managers are where he's going to work when he's done so like this is a revolving door between blackrock and fidelity and the sec and the government like these people know each other one guy from blackrock who went to many of the meetings was at the sec so he know You I mean this is so he, not only would he be wasting time and money of these giant asset managers he would be wasting his own staff's energy they've spent a lot of time and a lot of them work great right through the holidays that would be like the ultimate jerk move to his own issue i mean his own staff um yeah. but what what made me think he is completely um going to you know he's doing this and he's making it happen and won't do that is there's been two or three interviews now because you kind of have to read like i call it genslish it's like code where he said Gens- sometimes we do, you know we do things that that are within our authority and sometimes the courts tell us he said that a couple times in relation to grayscale. So I think they're doing it, but they don't like that they're doing it. And that's why they're sort of like saying, that, hey, it is the court made us do it. And so all of his anti-crypto rhetoric is almost his way of washing his hands. You know, like, mm. I don't like this at all, but the court made me do it. If it blows up, it ain't my problem. So I also think that's actually good that he's being so – it's almost his way of hedging from this like nasty thing he has to do in his brain. So. Um, that's where I think all this stands. That's why, because I heard early on this is a 10th floor issue, meaning that both the, everybody was, the normal process was out the window. Everybody was going to report to the 10th floor, which is where the commissioners sit. And so he wouldn't have directed both departments to work with the issuers for months at this point. That would be just, again, it would be like the most sadistic, it would be like spectacularly sadistic. So I think it's out uh, of the question, but wouldn't put it I mean, uh, we had to, wouldn't ask put you. It we,
0: had to we, we wouldn't put it past him personally, like in this space, we're like well, you know. But I wanted to ask you for the reason that I think coming from you, and we have a lot of, of course, like large Bitcoiners in the audience right now, and you know, a lot of people that are generally interested don't necessarily understand the whole ETF thing with you know it's the only thing we're talking about lately on the show or even in the space. So I think coming from you, it's good for the people that still had that you know that one percent um worry or doubt uh in well, uh in their minds.
3: I, I you know, I, I, it's probably healthy. Yeah, And I also think everybody's saying this is a sell the news event. I think that's healthy. It, it's a much more, um, it, it's a more angsty bull run. Whereas in 2021, I remember when Biddle launched again, it was, it was like, oh, this is going to like a million dollars in the next month. Like everybody, it was crazy. Everybody just seems much more like, ah, this can't really keep going. Um, there's, there'll be a sell the news event. The ETF won't have. There's a lot more doubt. That's probably healthy. So I, I would say it's good to have a little dose of that. In my opinion, um, even I mean, with you know, all, all, all the liquid things liquid we're hearing, I think a little tiny bit of doubt is okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, we all got liquidated two days ago, Eric. So uh, we're all a little, you know, sitting on our hands here, waiting for. Uh, <laughs> 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 By all, oh, I mean me,
3: but waiting for uh, waiting for uh, for did, the big. Did you guys. Did you guys um were you part of the people who sold when that Matrix report came out two days ago? We bought. We bought. We
1: bought slash or liquidated.
0: What about us, Eric? We only buy. Like we are, we are believers. Believers. Um, that's all we do is buy. I just know how to press the green button. And we, but thankfully, you know, we've been doing this on the show for for a minute now. And and you know, we yeah. bought those dips at fifteen. You know, did you, bottles,
3: whatever. Did you ever like question? the whole thing you know say like the month or two after ftx blew up did you have like a existential crisis or you were like nah no biggie
1: i think we still believed in it all like it was things like that they're a big hit to the industry but they're not you know it's not the first time an exchange is blown up or you've had a thing i think they seem to corroborate with crypto cycles which kind of corroborate a little bit with market cycles too so um you know if you have the liquidity and ability it's obviously the best time to buy but it's, you know, it, just, it takes a toll because you're kind of just like, oh, shit, like, I'm triple levered to this, this entire industry. And now it's people funny. think you it's going to go such, away. So.
3: You have such um, parallel behavioral minds to, to the bogleheads, which is so ironic. You just do it with Bitcoin. They do it with stocks. They look at selling uh, a, a, a market correction as a buying opportunity. They're just, they just buy. They do it long term. And you cannot shake them. That's why the flows, when a stock sell-off happens, the, the Vanguard flows are relentless. It is interesting. Though I found a couple. Uh, the Bogle- there's also this there's also this sort of like populist vibe in the bogleheads and in like oh yeah we're we're sticking it to Wall Street we're not giving them any of their money you guys have there there's an interesting parallel between those two worlds yet they would be a, they would be um, what's the word like they would find it grotesque. To sell their 60-40 and go, that's the one big difference like they just they're as big of a believer in the 60-40 as you are in this um and in terms of like sell-offs you cannot shake them i love
0: that i love that. i mean 60-40 for us like 60 percent majors and 40 percent shake cars. there
3: you go there you go uh,
0: <laughs> that's my personal 60-40 sometimes it goes the other way around Bogleheads is what we should be calling our, ourselves uh from here forward so i'm going to take that uh eric and absolutely love it personally speaking I don't think ever had doubt in the industry. I mean, have no choice when you're founder in the space. Like we have to keep on keeping on, especially given that we're in media here uh, on our end. But uh, but definitely there was a moment in time where after FTX, like I was really scared. Um, like it was a, like when that happened, I was like, wow, like seeing a lot of our best friends lose everything they had. And you know, millions, tens of millions or the companies go bankrupt. And it was my personal 2008 where I was too young, but remember seeing family, family, friends, like, get completely like obliterated like for me it's like i was like wow is that how like my you know people felt back then i'm not trying to compare the two but just saying like that's like emotionally like it was a scary time but instead manda ovi and i you know agreed behind the scenes to just like not become doomers and just like kind of try and carry you know the energy forward and we came here every day and we hosted every we host every day this like the four hundred and fifty five hundred episodes for what it's worth but uh we you know never never lost conviction never had more conviction in my life that you know I think I'm at the right place at the right time. But Mando, did you ever lose any conviction in the space? I don't think you did.
2: It's a time it's a timing thing. You just these things set back but um yeah, look, I, we're we're of a full belief that this is this is a bit of an economic revolution. Like we think this is more than just just a, a slice. Like we uh, we think this uh, asset collateralization all this sort of stuff can move quite quickly into into tokens, and um, it's not just about the currencies themselves. Like they, as Obi said, I think we, we can end up having. Having full financial ecosystems move onto the it's just a ledger at the end of the day, so they can they can move on to blockchain technology. Um, so yeah, we we we've been believers for a while. FTX definitely um, definitely changed the timeline of that, but um, yeah, it feels as though this is just this is going to be another step. It might disappoint, it might be good, but in five years there'll be five more steps of, of like I think this is becoming a bit more accepted um, and being used a bit more. So. Uh yeah, we're, we're 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 still super bullish no matter what happens after this ETF.
3: I like this setup by the way. The the Brady Bunch look.
2: You yeah. Probably, oh yeah,
3: I probably don't remember that show, but <laughs> all in different countries as well. So- <laughs> Hollywood yeah. Squares, whatever. Because we're m- me and my team are we're gonna do something soon. Except we're gonna discuss ETF debatable ETF topics. But I like this. Ooh, with the names well, and the way you're able to flash up not- the comments.
0: We'd love to help you, Eric. I mean, we have a full yeah. team. You know, we have a big staff. We're thirty-two <laughs> people at Decrypt and Rug Radio. O- Ovi and Mando are some of the best. You know, tr- they actually booked one of the largest trade in NFT history uh, last year. Actually, the beginning of last year. Uh, so we're we're definitely here to to, to help in uh, in any way we can. Uh, if because uh, we we're we can big F- big ETF guys lately. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah, and in- by the way. You. So, I'm just waiting
3: for the BTC ETF. <laughs> the, um, the one thing with the ETF is you won't get an a, a SBF. Even if someone lost their minds and went mm. full SBF, they, they, they can't steal the money. That's the beautiful thing about this. So, that's why I, was, I thought the SEC should have approved these you know, right off the bat. They would have helped prevent some of the intermediaries from doing bad things, which is all that was. It wasn't the currency's fault, it was the intermediary. So I think that's a, a good sign um, for people because ETF investors, they don't really – they know things go up and down. What they don't want is the potential to have their assets gone or for it to not track the price, which is the problem with GBTC. And so ETFs are really good at just tracking the price and make and, – and in a safe way. Okay. So anyway, that's why we're we're generally more just this should be ETF eyes than like pro-Bitcoin per se. We're more pro-ETFs, uh, so. Anyway, so, good talking to you guys. Yeah, thanks a lot for, for coming, Eric. Yeah, Thank cool you very, very much. You. You right. Looking Bye. forward to the Bye. breaking
0: Bye. news tweet saying it's been approved. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it, when it gets approved, that's worthy of a breaking, in my opinion. But yeah. hey, we're watching for nineteen before's. Uh, you know, there's. Otherwise, you're, if you are breaking everything, then like when you there really is something breaking, like no, it, nobody pays attention. It's, it's everything's like, breaking news. You're gonna destroy the word breaking. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. See you guys. Take
0: Bye, you guys. Yeah. Take you, Bye, Eric. That was fun. That was, that I have to say, kudos to, shout out to, shout out to, uh, to Eric here for, for staying 40 minutes rather than the 15 minutes that was planned. I mean, boys, I, I, love,
2: I love the second half, which was, which is him convincing us that, 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 that the 60-40 was going to take over. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's Sixty percent pepe, forty percent whiff. <laughs> this
0: didn't <laughs> we should have told him exactly six like, Obi's portfolio sixty percent pepe, forty percent whiff, and then that? you have Eric like, telling us like yo, uh, it's gotta be sixty percent stocks yeah, like Imagine
1: you imagine you sit down and you show Eric like your portfolio and how much like dollars you have in it, the guy would have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> he'd be like
2: till like, so so you wh-
0: tell 40%. him, 40%. You <laughs> you're, you're <voice laughs> tell him that you Yeah, what's the note money? Wait till you tell him that you set the thousand E's to a one way Yeah,
1: Yeah, so I put a thousand (laughs) ETH into this thing that I don't have access to. You guys control the wallet. (laughs) Five guys guys, who probably just one guy controls it all in his bedroom. And yeah, like I should get it back in a couple of months, but I'm not really sure. (laughs)
0: oh my god man when pep atf that's what we should have asked right Uh, anyways that was that was great that was honestly that was best short of the year I mean we're our four days into the year but that was one of our top ten guests here and I think it was extremely insightful I'm glad that a lot of our audience here that are still listening uh, both on spaces and on audio uh, got the the sauce listen everybody you love this show you love the guests we bring you on uh, we need your help so follow FOMO our FOMO H-O-U-R FOMO our on Instagram we actually just so you guys know we actually are live on Instagram too which is super funny as of yesterday. Like, you go on Instagram, like on FOMO Hours page, and you can watch the show. So, I find that super cool. So, we're literally live everywhere. And then the, the, the episodes get uploaded every single day on Spotify and all this stuff, Apple, blah, blah, blah. So, we're literally everywhere, but most importantly on video, which is the most fun. And we're going to try and get you guys some more banging guests uh, for the next few weeks. I mean, boys, could be today, could be Monday, could be Tuesday, and could be Wednesday. But, per Eric, I mean, I think this uh this kind of cemented our our beliefs, right? Are we leaving this bullish? <laughs> I'm euphoric right now. Like this is not good. I'm about to send. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to send it today. I like but- I like the comments
1: on ETH. Yeah, he was pretty bullish on the ETH. one. I didn't think of that argument that he made, which was if you have a futures ETF then you have to be able to have a convert it into a spot ETF, which was the whole grayscale thing. So, um, ETH ETF by the first half of this year would be pretty like pretty bullish.
0: I mean, ETH is literally one of one of the, one of the, I saw what was the DC's tweet yesterday. It's like the one token was not like considered like a security. It was like more to like a commodity, like which helps like this entire like ETF narrative for Ethereum. So uh, I think it could, I saw FUBAR tag Eric and James actually on a tweet yesterday asking when the ETH ETF stuff is happening. I believe like all these deadlines are later this year, like May and, May and on, right? So that's obviously for later this year, but like. These guys are active even on the ETCF stuff, so they're good people to follow. So it's it's Eric Valcunas for those of you who might not be familiar. We've shared us at multiple times on our on our socials, and then it's uh, Jay Safe, right, uh, James, that they were saying that they share different sources, but they also but they're very much aligned on everything. Um, so C Y F
2: The thing for me was how big he thought it could be. Like he hundred billion, hundred billion, like that is huge. Massive. Like to, to massive people, yeah the numbers are big like people have been because he did mention the europe and canada like there are spot etfs already in europe and canada right now and they don't trade that much and they're not that liquid but but his estimate is versus the amount of money in the us and also versus what like what gold had done 100 billion would be absolutely massive I mean, the market massive half half of it, of your,
0: 100 billion is like bigger than all tokens all market caps of tokens besides ethan bitcoin like that's the amount of volume yeah. that he's yeah. coming into, right? Like, if there's a two sixty seven, it's like that's like and more than ten
2: percent. Yeah, like seventy percent of Bitcoin right now is in is in long term holders' hands, right? Like this would be forced buying of 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 billions and billions. That is that is a huge huge figure. So you know, and that's not, not the most. And he's clearly not a crypto person, right? He, he's not sitting he's not, there his, going like, oh, he is, yeah. <laughs> he
0: told he us he doesn't own any Bitcoin.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's um, a head <laughs>
0: Boglehead. yo, the Bogleheads was crazy. Like I kind of, I took that as a compliment. Like, he's like, you guys don't care. Like, you just fucking like- What I love qu- is
2: you YouTube didn't know, know what it was. was.
0: I didn't know what it was. I've
2: never heard of it. I was Googling Boglehead thing. right until the interview- So hold what on. The whole, interview, the whole interview, he was saying bo- Boglehead, and what did you guys think that was? <laughs> What do you mean? I don't.
1: No, I no. I mean, I, I I understood what it was from what he he what how he'd explained it, but I was just like I haven't heard that yeah. term before.
0: That's you guys, you guys oh, are no. tried for it, guys. I made my living on fucking social media, dude. Yeah, I don't you, know what's fucking vocal. Head you
1: know is. what's incredible, by the way. Like he we just had that whole talk from. Him. He's obviously like almost certain that we're gonna get this either today. Like we're gonna get indications of it today, or, or and wrapped up. The next few days, and so this seems
0: to be a 19b4 like edit, like
1: final, like one-yard line they, today. What, the, yeah, 19b4 is the application to yeah. file for a spot ETF. So he's saying when they submit it, if they submit it today, which would be theoretically the final version of it, then they should either sign off it on it today or next week. But it's amazing to me that like there, are, there's like what there's 400 people that maybe listen to the space today. Like there's thousands of hundreds of thousands of people out there on crypto Twitter who are not listening to something like this and probably not even following eric or james and just have no idea what's going on who are like thinking about like oh is this is going to get approved not approved like when you literally have someone telling you with like re- extremely strong sources that the likelihood is like almost certain like it's pretty insane to me that there are people out there who still think this isn't going to happen yeah. f- on based on nothing like, Bro, based there's on only
0: 38 of advice that things going to happen like that's why yesterday went, yeah like, but I that t-
1: that that survey was not an accurate one because it was taken eight months ago so okay. It's, it's it. a very different story. Like but I love story. his
0: comment, right? He's like, most of these people are just, like, golfing and making yeah. deals. Like, literally, like, what people don't understand, like, these MFers, and he literally said that, they're incentivized to sell ETFs. Because they make, like, they say, what, 75 basis points on, like, the deals they bring or whatever. 30, like, yeah,
1: 39 to 80, yeah.
0: So they make money on 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 they make money on selling those ETFs to their clients and the the rich clients and clearly Bitcoin is going to be up this year. So by the end of the year, all these advisors are going to be geniuses in the eyes of all these millionaires and billionaires that they're selling these ETFs to. Like people, I don't think people understand. Like we talk about the marketing of it and the ads and everything that's going to go live on national television and everything and Larry Fink pumping our bags on Fox News every day at Bloomberg. But like you don't understand like how much money's gonna be made on these golf courses like <laughs> yeah. it's funny but it's true
1: well like for, for eat like the etf business now is obviously very low fees and zero fees just like brokerage like stock brokerages and you know that's why crypto same thing with crypto brokerage like the sexes can charge like s- such high fees compared to like stock brokers and that's where there's a lot obviously a lot of money and margin but it's the same thing for etfs like exactly how he said like if you have a stock etf you're make, basically making zero fees because of vanguard but now you can charge like he was saying like 10 11 12 times the amount you usually make like all these guys especially blackrock especially the guys who charge higher fees they're gonna be like fucking putting in all their resources into this because it's actually a genuine like revenue generator for them um so yeah like that's extremely extremely bullish It's something i hadn't considered either
0: man we're so early like do you understand that even at 40, this is, 4, bitcoin you're early to yeah. this space?
1: Who to this thought? is like this is the beginning of the institutions are coming i think because if you then get some of the bigger players like you said like some of the pension funds and university endowment funds who want exposure to crypto they can go out there they don't have to worry about fucking oh i've got to buy like a hard wallet and all this shit no. just go out there and buy you know buy whatever the ticker is i don't know what the tickers are yet but um you buy the tickers and then well you know, the it.
0: ticker is hodl actually <laughs> The ticker is my more- <laughs> the ticker (laughs) is mug there's multiple tickers i mean that that ticker is great too but the ticker the ticker is is huddle one of them is ticker is literally huddle for one of those uh uh, etfs that's
1: that's for uh, vanek right i think vanek's one yeah
0: ticker is huddle and vanek is out there like replying reply guy into people on ct like if you don't see it like i don't know how to like there's too much going on. I'm too bullish. I'm gonna run through a wall after the show. It is 11:48 a.m. So let's let's get this party uh, ended and or started for what it's worth. Like, look, for what it's worth, this could happen today. Probably not, but because you heard it on the show today. But it's gonna be an exciting week next week, and I'm really happy that we uh, ended this um, this week's uh, back on FOMO Hour uh, with the banger uh, guest. So um, m- you know, maybe maybe he can come on when ECTFs e- uh, come around. Maybe we can have another co- conversation about this. I was. Very uh, exciting. So, boys, uh, with that, I guess um, have a great weekend. Enjoy your hot sauce bucket. Uh, <laughs> seems like that was everybody's favorite today the hot sauce comment. Uh, you know, I mean, Ovi is swimming in that hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was great. Shout out to Eric Bakunas one more time for coming on. And of course, our partners at Ledger. If you're looking to partner with uh, with the show, by the way, you can always go to our FOMO Hour link in bio, where everything's set up there. With that, with that, with that, that closes off another great week of FOMO Hour on RUG Radio. See you on Monday. Peace out.